Hello, Cathy here. Uh, before we post our review of Hobson Shaw, which we just saw this weekend, we thought it would be fun to rewind and repost our old episode on Fast and Furious 8 because we had so much fun doing this review, but also because we chatted really extensively about the franchise and kind of what we felt about it. So we kind of are just putting that in ahead of our Hobson Shaw review so that we weren't going to repeat ourselves on that review. Okay, enjoy. Hello, your friendly neighbourhood Dave here. Just a quick spoiler warning. Uh, pretty much as soon as we come out of the cinema, Kathy accidentally spoils something big that happens at the end of this movie. Now, to most of you, who gives a shit, really? Um, I mean, it's it's the Fast and the Furious. But if you're look, if you're a Fast and the Furious purist and you really don't want to know um, the ins and outs of what happens in this movie, then spoiler warning. From the minute we come out of the cinema. There will also be some mild spoilers for Fast and the Furious 1 through 7. So watch out for that. And here's the show. Hello, it's Dave here again and I'm with my wife and co-host Cathy as always. Hello. We're walking to the cinema to see the, uh, the latest entry into the Fast and the Furious franchise slash saga slash never-ending story. Um, and there's multiple names for this movie. We don't know what it's called. I thought it was called Fate, like F8. Yeah. But apparently that's not the name of it. I think that's maybe the shorthand name for it, and that's what the hashtag is. But it's also, uh, if you look it up, it's the Fate of the Furious, or it's Fast and Furious 8. No, is it the, Fate, F-A-T-E, or F8? <laughs> it's F-A-T-E, okay. the Fate of the Furious. But you see what they've done there? It's a little play on words, because Pretty it's the clever. in the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent. So you've sort of uh, you've only seen some of these movies, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen the first one, and I've seen the sixth one in the cinema with you. No, you saw the fifth one in the cinema with me. Oh, okay. You saw the sixth one um, on video when we were living in Sydney. Okay, and, right. Uh, you gave up about halfway through. Yeah, and the thing is, I actually when I watch them in that moment enjoy enjoy the. I do enjoy the special effects because they're so ridiculous but I have issues with the movies as well because they really I don't know I first of all I'm not into the macho male driving culture like, I don't like that at all and I don't like how they objectify women and I found it very odd the last one how and I know I didn't see the movie but um like Paul Walker died in a car crash and then this movie's like a big celebration of dangerous driving and I actually find that really disturbing um, so I find the whole message of them really disturbing and they're weird but ultimately I do say when I'm in the moment I kind of enjoy them like they're very throwaway well there is no message they're, they're, like they're, they're, well they're it's just a message of macho culture and I guess just obscenity and ridiculousness like I did watch a clip of the last movie with Dave because he said you have to see the scene when it was on TV and it was someone up a skyscraper in Dubai drive drove out of one of the like top of one of the skyscrapers into another one <laughs> I mean that's just really funny and fun but yeah. it's ridiculous these are the, they're the modern equivalent of the uh, stupid over the top action films of the 80s and they're the closest thing we have to them they are so stupid and so po-faced about it <laughs> That they like, I kind of think they they did turn a corner with the fifth one when they sort of ramped up the action and made it even more over the top. Yeah, they became really premium. Like they used to be. Well, I remember the first one being kind of a cheap enough movie, and now it's like 
Well, they were crazy special effects and like such a big deal, but they weren't a big deal before. The, no, they the, well, they were uh, they were smaller scale. They were they were about. I mean, the the, the first ever one was uh, essentially a remake of Point Break, set in the uh, underground driving scene, racing scene, and it was just about that. It was just about racing and underground racers. Then I mean, <laughs> now they like drive in helicopters. Now they <laughs> they literally have become this like squad elite, like the A team who take on terrorists. Uh, it's just and 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 the the. Uh, stunts have to be escalated every movie to the point where in the last one they literally drove cars out of an airplane for no reason and then parachuted so onto stupid. a mountain um, because all of their like all of their plans slash heists whatever they're doing need to involve cars for no for no reason even when even when in the the, the scene you mentioned in Dubai in the tower they went up there to like I don't know steal a data chip or something which was locked away in some billionaire's tower but of course guess what he had up there a car a car which is where the data chip was conveniently so, so they drove the car out there's always a car and always, always we've observed well from the ones I've seen and Dave's pretty much seen them all that one of them has to be like bad in the movie like one of the family as they call themselves well, so what like in this one it appears from the trailer that Vin Diesel is a baddie though we can only but assume he isn't a baddie well, who knows? Um, <laughs> I guess we're about to find out. But um, and Charlie's Theron is in this movie. What's weird? Well, yeah, it's great. Everyone wants to be in these. They're 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 brilliant fun. But The Rock and Jason Statham, I do love both of them. So well, I enjoy them. What happens is, in the fifth one, The Rock was the bad guy because he was chasing them, and then in the sixth one, he joins the family, and that's the big deal. And then in the uh, in the sixth one, Michelle Rodriguez is the bad guy the baddie because she's lost her memory and then in the seventh one she rejoins them and in the seventh one Jason Statham is the baddie and guess what in this one looks like he's going to join them okay because right. the family keeps on growing <laughs> and worst <laughs> family ever and they're all so boring they never all, even crack a joke they're all obsessed with family Vin Diesel is is the best in that because I don't think Vin Diesel genuinely has a sense of humor like I think he thinks this is the coolest thing in the world um, some well, of it's pretty cool for him. Imagine the paycheck he's getting. Like he would be getting so much money now to be in the eighth movie of a franchise. Well, it's worth noting that um, as of a couple of hours ago, uh, the fate of the Furious, fate, Fast and Furious Eight, <laughs> whatever it's called, has become the record-breaking biggest global opening weekend of all time, surpassing The Force Awakens and uh, Jurassic World. But that's because of China, right? Not largely the US. Due, due to China. Yeah. It was a, uh, it pulled in a hundred million in the US, which was actually down on number seven, which was hundred and forty something. But in China, it pulled in hundred and ninety. So outrageous, madness. Anyway, we better go in because we're going to do our classic late thing. And yeah, we're going to be late. I mean, obviously, the plot of this is going to be quite complex. <laughs> I feel like it's going to be two and a half hours long. We realize, <laughs> but it's Easter Monday and we're off work, and it's the middle of the day, so it's fine. Let's but set it. we saw one of the rows was completely booked out so I'm warning you now Dave it will be full of oh. kids and you can't complain yes I can at 2 o'clock on Easter Monday if kids are at a kids movie could complain you can't I'm not listening um, let's let's try a challenge let's let's try and each count how many times the word family okay. is said throughout throughout this movie <laughs> oh, and, and see if we can get a total we got tally. this really good supplement which um, in one of the magazines that pulled out all the best Fast and the Furious quotes of all time. Can you read a quick few before we go in? Yeah, Time Magazine. Time Magazine did a, did a really good... Uh, it's really interesting that Time Magazine did this. <laughs> they did a sort of a sort of a statistical breakdown of all the movies. For instance, they've got the number of cars that were harmed in each movie, um, like who, who, which cameos were there, who their main foe was. But they pulled out some, some, of, the, some of the best lines from each one, uh, which we thought we'd read off a few. So 
they didn't even they don't even say who says this I don't think it doesn't matter it doesn't matter don't even think about taking the convertible it might loosen your moose (laughs) whatever that means Uh, this this, this is one of my favourites from the last one you have to say what movie they're from what was the loose the moose from that was uh, from Fast and the Furious 2 Um, this is the one from Furious 7 which I think was The Rock did you bring the cavalry woman I am the cavalry god I mean, Pretty I love The Rock. When The Rock fought Vin Diesel in the fifth one, it might have been one of the greatest scenes ever committed to celluloid. Did they fight via car or in real life? No, they fought with their, with like their hand fists. Hand. With, with their sweat. The Rock would kill Vin Diesel it in was, the fight. It was just, yeah, because he's ridiculous. half his height. <laughs> <laughs> Although, uh, what is also worth mentioning is in the seventh one, the uh, when Vin Diesel and Jason Statham decide to face off against each other, which happens several times, <laughs> they I love Jason Statham. Like, I'm so excited. I didn't never saw him in one. They they don't use their fists. They use their cars, uh, and, and what they do is they just literally drive straight into each other at nice. full speed. Yeah, both of them. This is what I mean. Like it's so stupid. Like that what they do in these movies. Yeah, it's and beyond it's so reason obscene. and logic. And for anything else, if you look at the environmental damage of like damaging all these cars for the sake of a movie, it's so stupid. We actually shouldn't be supporting it. I know. This, you're right. This, this, this movie should really be worried about the environment. There's a tally in this Time magazine of cars damaged, cars, cars harmed making this picture. In Fast and the Furious 6, 400 cars were harmed during the picture. Yeah, probably because of that safe that they, that they were dragging with all their cars through the streets of... like. London or something and they were just literally plowing down civilians <laughs> like how many people have they killed yeah so it's just obscene come on we're actually anyway, going to be late okay, and you need to get late. a cup of tea okay. so we'll see you on the other Bye. side you know what I like about you Dom you're a genuine outlaw but you're a family the hell of a job brother when we get back to the base beer's on me he's about to go up against the only thing they can't handle you Did you ever think you'd betray your family the way you did today? Dominic Toretto just turned on us. Oh, well, well, well. You're looking bad. I don't know why he's doing this, but that wasn't dumb. She's the very definition of high-tech terrorism. And now, she's working with your guy. I think I found my team. This should be interesting. Alright, so uh, yeah, we're just out of Fate of the Furious 8. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was so stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> I can actually barely think of anything to say about it. Other well, than that, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, it, I thought the start was quite fun. And then it just really dragged towards the end because it was just like about a half an hour too long. It's way, way too long. Yeah. Like, there are entire. I felt like. There were entire scenes just setting up the next set piece of it would just go back and forth with Charlize Theron in her base saying we need to get the nuclear codes next and uh, and then it goes back to Kurt Russell and it's like how are we going to track them and it's like we'll use this and then we'll it's just a lot of like nonsense gobbledygook hacker talk yeah. going back and forth like don't worry I've decrypted the defragment <laughs> like basically there's even at one line where Charlize Theron literally says something along the lines of I've hacked the the, the, the database or I've uh, the mainframe she says I've hacked the mainframe there's so many hackers in it <laughs> I do have to say kind of as overall view there were funnier bits than I was expecting 
Like I thought the stuff with the rock and Jason Statham was quite quite funny. I mean not laugh out loud funny but quite funny. And you know, there was a bit of humour to it. Obviously the the core crew Family. The family were just as dull as ever. Um but I do enjoy Vin Diesel's screen presence as well. I mean, no, Vin Diesel. Just, Vin Diesel is a laughable person. But he's look, he's good in these movies. Though. <laughs> yeah, like, but he really so, pulls it off. No, but he. Okay, here's the difference. I was laughing with The Rock and Jason Statham, and I was laughing at Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah, I was laughing at Vin Diesel. Charlize Theron was good. She gave a very solid performance. But I mean, she's an Oscar-winning actress. She was enjoying herself. She, she was, was just hamming herself, it up yeah. majorly. Helen Mirren, what was that about? I was like, why is she in this movie? Doing a bad Cockney accent. Yeah, her accent sounded fake. It sounded <laughs> an American person trying to do an English accent. Um, and then Luke Evans showed up, which I quite enjoyed. I didn't realise he was in the franchise now because I missed the last movie. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I'll I put a spoiler sure at the beginning. The trailer. No, he's not. Oh, isn't so, he? So, oh, okay. spoiler alert. Anyway, I just thought how cool for him. He's in like the two biggest grossing movies of the year, Beauty and the Beast and... Fate of the Furious. Yeah, not that he had much to do in this. <laughs> He'd nothing to do in this. Well, we're everyone in, should just watch him in Beauty and the Beast. We're in full spoiler sections, so we can uh, yeah. let's talk about the. I mean, there's nothing to spoil. They drive their stupid cars everywhere with no regard for human life, even when they're not undergoing their stupid missions. They're just speeding all the time, and that really annoys me. <laughs> as someone who <laughs> barely be, hits the speed they have limit to be when speeding. they're driving, it's called the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, but they're, not... When they're just driving down the street, they're they're going like 150 miles an hour. It's just. They have no regard for human life and and Yeah, but the movie's not called The Speed Limit and the Cautious. <laughs> yeah. But at one point I just thought are we supposed to be rooting for these people because they're actually horrible? Like they don't care who they kill, they don't care no. who they injure. All of this for Vin Diesel's son. There is a point there is a point where you're bang on. Vin, Vin Diesel is, you know, trying to shake his tail, which is their his family are chasing him through New York City, and he cleverly decides to drive through uh, an entire line of scaffolding which is attached to a building yeah, just so there's, it over. Th- which surely has men working on it it's there in the was, middle of the day men. dozens of men must have been murdered like innocent men with their own families and they drive through like <laughs> markets like where people are shopping and stuff oh but they beep their horns that's okay they full on shoot people now i don't remember from other movies them just shooting and killing people do you no, but yeah, but they were only they only ever shoot and kill bad guys, which in this case yeah, but was they, they each each character like murdered a couple of people. Yeah, which although is weird. were they bad guys because the people they were shooting were uh, technically innocent Russian soldiers who were were do- weren't doing anything and were being attacked by by a third party. Yeah, um, I just but I also kind of like I don't know I just I I have to say I did like enjoy bits of it and then I just got really bored in the middle. And in the end, I was just really annoyed with all of them. And I actually wish they all died and Jason Statham was alive and raised the baby. That would have been my dream ending. Because they were awesome together, him and the baby. That was like Vin Diesel, an excellent scene. Imagine your dad. So boring. And so convenient, now that we're in spoilers, that his ex shows up with a kid that she never told him about for apparently no reason. She gives a really vague explanation like, oh, well, right about the time I found out I was pregnant, your ex-girlfriend came back to you. From the dead. From the dead. With amnesia. And then I decided to wait till after your honeymoon to tell you about your child. So what, yeah. a year has passed and you might have But then I was kidnapped in the meantime, you know? And then, look, conveniently for them, she gets bumped off so there's no competition for Michelle Rodriguez. She can just be the mom now. Can we just, can we just fully address the fact that this is a soap opera? Like, this whole yeah. saga. It's not a saga. It's not a movie saga. It's a soap opera. There are people 
people die, come back from the dead, people have babies with other people. This is <laughs> completely bold in the beautiful territory. And it I even knew sounds it. like said, that. They're the calling fast the kids. And the furious. They're calling the kid Brian. Yeah, they called him Brian. Of course yeah, they did. Well, we saw that coming. Well, how how nice of her, like, not to give the kid a name for a year. <laughs> She's like, I didn't name the child. His father should name him. So if you're so into this patriarchal view of child rearing, why haven't you told the father he exists? <laughs> I missed her being killed actually because I went to the bathroom and I came back to him. I was like, oh, she's dead now. Well, like, you All right, that, like, okay. Uh, I barely even remembered that she was a character. <laughs> I think she showed up in the fifth one in Brazil. She was a cop. And then I think maybe he was with her in the sixth one. Yeah, I didn't one even get it. I was when like, Michelle Rodriguez comes up. And I think uh, the way I remember it in that one, you know, uh, it ends with her pretty much saying, you should be with Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> but presumably she knew she was pregnant at that point. No, Dave, she didn't find out at that point. Baby Brian Marco Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> the baby was really cute. Very cute baby. Yeah. And you're right, that scene with Jason Statham and the baby on the plane that was, the most was fun. genius. Um, when, the ba- when the baby starts sliding towards the... Uh, the open door of the airplane you're like oh no yeah I thought all that stuff was fun what was really tedious and laborious and went on for so long was all the stuff in the ice in Russia Just yeah that was so boring and actually if you consider the last movie was them driving around skyscrapers in Dubai which is pretty cool this was a bit dull in terms of the driving it was just like I've driven on icy roads in Ireland in a mild winter and it's very hard to control your car. Yeah, but they all so decided to bring across sports ice. cars. They're driving ice across ice with nuclear submarines going off underneath them. And like hundreds of men dying around them. Their cars seem to be flame proof, bulletproof, impact proof. They all, without a scratch, survive. And I just thought, it's so stupid. But there's almost any situation that they're they're up against, okay? Whether it's having to sneak into a submarine and get the codes or having to stop a, a Russian envoy from being destroyed in New York City. None of these situations would require eight cars no, and driving. The, the, the thing with New York City, which fair, was quite cool but went on too long, was... Um, that was very cool. Where they took control of all the cars automatically in that the city. That was great fun. Instead of driving the cars. That was really cool. But then remotely driving them. But then why did they all need to converge on top of it with their cars? Because the only thing to solve when there's loads of cars out of control, the only thing that's going to fix it is more cars. Send more cars on top. But, like, surely stealth would have been a much better option to get into the Russian sub base. Also, why do they keep going to this team? It's it's a bullshit team or family, whatever you want to call them. Like, what are... Besides their hacking skills, like, this is... Kurt Russell has... They have no law. Like, they're not on the the right side of the law. And Kurt Russell has the entire resources of the the US... (laughs) behind him but he, he relies entirely on these seven and random then there was people. a weird because a lot of characters in the movie and to be honest I like, don't know any of their names but then Kurt Russell has like a deputy as well and he's a character and I just felt like there was too much going on and he was literally a pointless character yeah. he was just there to bounce off with um, what's his name Ludacris I thought he was going to come out as like a baddie or be double crossing I thought there was some reason why he was getting so much screen time and there was just none let's address I think the most enjoyable part of it was The Rock and Jason Statham yeah. bouncing off each other I'd watch a movie with just the two of them I would love that and I love the plot with The Rock being like a really intense soccer dad and his daughter and all her friends have to do yeah. the hacker before, <laughs> before they play soccer like and The Rock is fun. such a great uh, movie star he looks the part he's a great action hero he's just good fun and he seems to be he's like he's in on the joke 
Whereas Vin Diesel, I think, thinks that he's just the coolest person in the world. I think he believes in, in all this shit. <laughs> so he's the very di- intense. <laughs> the way he delivers all those lines. Uh, like, and he slurs his words. I've no idea what he's saying half the time. What I thought was very strange about the movie was the audio, right? So at any given point, when they're all in these crazy cars driving 100 miles an hour, they can all speak to each other. Like apparently through windscreen. Yeah, Bluetooth. They probably have a, they probably have sort of a conference call set up on and Skype. Then when Jason Statham and The Rock are both in separate prison cells, like encased in bulletproof glass and everything, they're just having a full blown conversation. <laughs> then later on, when The Rock and his ex girlfriend and the baby are separated by a wall of glass again, they're whispering to each other. They can hear each other. Yeah. I was like, this makes no sense. And it, well, yeah, you might say they're all hooked up with radio or Bluetooth, but at the end, when the when Vin Diesel had been a baddie. And then he came back and saved all their lives. Him and Michelle Rodriguez had a conversation between two cars driving 200 miles an hour across ice. <laughs> and they definitely with weren't on the same. going off under them. They weren't on the same no. channel at that, at that stage. So I Maybe think the he physics just... of it really annoyed me. I just kept because there was so much of it. Like there was such a long. There so, was so on, much Kathy. to watch. The physics were just bugging me. Kathy, you all right? Fair enough. You want to have a go at the physics of this movie, but the thing that you've decided to pick out is. <laughs> their communication with each other. No, because the cars That's are just the physics that you the have a problem with. So, like at the end, <laughs> the, at the very end, Vin Diesel drives off like a snowy cliff with a heat seeker missile honed in on him. Yeah. And he sets off this what they said was a nuclear explosion. And he no, they said the nukes are safe. Just, the nukes are safe when there's no code or something okay but they like have a, they have a d- d- line of exposition an explosion to... that would destroy a whole village basically yeah. no but it's fine because they all drove around him in a circle in their cars to protect him from the explosion and then none of because them died either sense. no because they're family and they stick together also officially the uh, count for family was 13 which actually doesn't sound like a lot but if you think about it this movie's about 130 minutes long too long. That's once every ten so minutes. So it's once every ten minutes. So it's the word family. I was walking back from the bathroom. I heard Charlize Theron say it twice. She was always saying it to him. Yeah, but yeah, it's just you know what? I'm never going to see one of these movies again because it's so joyless and it's so silly. And then and they're all so sanctimonious. That's what really annoys me. Like at least if you're going to be a villain, you know, be a fun villain. But they're all so po-faced and they think they're doing incredible things. And I at disagree. the end, they all sit around and say grace. And like it's like, you've just murdered all these people. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, live they, in, they have no compass. They live in a fantasy world. I'd love to see the actual like repercussions of these people's actions. Like yeah. They're not good guys. They're just madmen. And when Vin Diesel did all that crazy carnage in New York City, he had a mask on. And then he just takes the mask off. So he's going to be on <laughs> yeah. all these videos. <laughs> and he's not a hero because he was willing to give up nuclear codes to save his own child. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, on That's face not value. heroic at it's all. not heroic. Oh, and we never discussed him. Um, the opening scene, which was quite fun, of just kind of back to the roots of a drag race. And his yeah. whole car is aflame and he still wins the race because he reverses across the finish line. He puts his life that was fun. at risk. You, He puts his life at risk to win the car. So uh, his cousin's car is being towed uh, by this guy who he owes money to. And he says, I'll race you. I'll race you for the car for my cousin and I'll drive the car and if I win he gets to keep it and so he does that risks his own life destroys the car making the, the entire of, um, lots of innocent <laughs> people in Cuba which makes the whole point <laughs> pointless the guy offers him his car in return and he, he says no you keep it but and that then, was more fun because that's like at least the, you know the drag race and stuff like when it's them saving they <laughs> literally said they stopped World War 3 
Wait. The stakes are too high. It's but can we also acknowledge, okay, that guy, there's a callback later when that guy who he beats in the race earlier, we get this sort of like exposition moment when we, and he helps when we show Diesel. that Jason Statham wasn't killed and how Vin Diesel set all this bit up. But like, he, yeah, so he helps Vin Diesel by blocking a very convenient security But he was in Cuba camp. and then comes to Manhattan to so help can Vin you Diesel imagine, with a five-minute ruse. Can you imagine that phone call? Like, Vin Diesel is under intense scrutiny at all times for Charlize Theron, yet he has a minute to call this guy he'd never met before in Cuba, just raced one time, and says, OK, I need you to drive a, a large delivery truck in front of an ATM camera yeah. at this exact moment, if Makes you don't mind, because no I have to go into a bar... Uh, to meet Helen Mirren, who's then going to communicate. And I know to you're her Cuban sons. and can't get a visa for the United States, but like, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, don't worry you know, about just it. Just come here. <laughs> oh, it's just so silly. And it just annoys me that it's the highest grossing movie of all time. But I think you're wrong. I think there's a lot of joy to be had in this. Um, I, I was grinning. Then why away. were we checking the time during it? Yeah, look, it's too long. I'm not. <laughs> it's flabby. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I got up and stretched my back halfway through. But there's joy to be had in this. The fun. We laughed. I laughed. A lot of times, sometimes genuinely laughing when the movie wanted me to laugh. Yeah, but most with Jason of the time laughing the because the movie doesn't realise just how stupid it is. But it was just fun and, and stupid, and I could watch these movies for, for years to come. Fast and Did the you Furious. Think they were wrapping it up. 11, 12, 13. I mean, they will. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. But I felt like they were signing the rock out of it. I didn't think he'd be in it again. Are you kidding me? Ending. Not a hope. He gave up his badge and his gun. Yeah, but he'll come back for one last job next year and then he'll do it again in a few more years. He's not going anywhere. Also, why would you? He's the, he's the best one in it, isn't he, really? Yeah, but he's probably. Oh, well, look, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. No, but Kathy, do you know what? Next time. Um, they're going to be up against an even bigger threat and they're going to have to work with someone they never so thought they would. what's the bigger would. threat than World War III? They can't work with Charlize Theron because she's not a driver. So what would she do? They already have two hackers. Yeah, but they need more hackers. <laughs> just throw more hackers. Get more into the family. Also, can you just I, can I just say how rubbish Vin Diesel's honeymoon was? He's sitting in a disgusting apartment in Cuba and like doing drag <laughs> having, racing. Having awful stuff gross sex yeah in, a, in these satin sheets it was horrible I just thought this is the worst honeymoon I've ever seen yeah uh, and she just keeps like he just he risks his life for his cousin's car and then on her, their honeymoon and she just kind of gives him this knowing look like and She's this like, smile that's like that's my boy <laughs> good on you but also Toretto. if he has all this time to phone this guy in Cuba sort out a visa and get him to fly over why doesn't he just phone his fiance or his wife and be like look this is what I'm doing. Yeah, My yeah. son's been kidnapped. <laughs> Instead of having he her had, think that he's left her. He had every opportunity to let them in on it. Yeah. But he didn't. But they no knew reason. he's family. They knew also, he could have killed them at any point when he was ramming into them and like blowing their cars off. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't think there's anything left to say about this movie. <laughs> I got you. Well, I disagree. I could talk about this forever. You can oh, do a separate podcast great. where you talk about it, but I'm over it. Yeah, let's leave it go. And uh, you can go to the next movie on your own. Thanks, thanks for listening. Um, follow us on our uh, Twitter at the Cinemile, uh, or head to our website thecinemile.com and uh, please do subscribe to us. And if you have a minute, uh, give us a ratings on iTunes because it uh, really helps us out. And I think that probably next movie we're going to go to is Guardians of the Galaxy too. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need a palate cleanser between this and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can go straight from this to that. Alright, well we're home now. The key is in the lock. Goodbye!
You've always been my family, Kelly. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. <laughs> to be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling... We are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.